For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Back here live on our big broadcast, we are coast to coast. We are border to border on iHeartRadio, AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes, and we have got an urgent message that we need you to get right now. Save Charlotte. She needs an urgent heart surgery. She needs $18,000. Thank you for taking the time to read this fundraising campaign. This is Save Charlotte Heart Surgery Campaign. The only hope to give Charlotte a chance to smile again they're on a mission to save holly charlotte's life holly charlotte is a five-year-old happy little girl she was first suspected to be pneumonic and uh, congenital heart disease but her conditions worsened medics at the fort portugal regional hospital referred her to the malingo heart institute where she was diagnosed with bsd which is basically a hole in her heart Charlotte is amazing. Just an amazing little girl. We need you to go over and $5, $10, $50, $500, $1,000, $5,000, or give her all 18. She needs it now. Go over to givingway.com. Search for Charlotte's heart surgery. Go over and save Charlotte. She needs it. Go over to givingway.com. Search Save Charlotte. We need your help. She needs your help. Give them some of your hard-earned money today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. World. Wide. Help them out today. We have the positive Dan Perkins joining us live from inside of a COVID-19. <laughs> He is he is the first broadcaster to join us from inside the actual shot that you get. Uh, he's he's pulled his de- his best Dennis Quaid uh, he, from Inner Space. If anybody remembers that movie from the eighties, uh, <laughs> so uh, Doctor Barry Taylor, you you always have just amazing topics here today. You have these books, which I just absolutely, I, I am amazed that you are able to put some of these things together the way that you do, because my, my Lord, man, I can't even, I can't even tie my shoes and you're, and you're writing these, uh, these amazing, amazing books. Um, so Dr. Barry Taylor is with us today. He of course has, uh, got drbarrytaylor.com. And uh, he has got all sorts of different things going on. And uh, so let's let's start. Uh, I want to start things off here. How did you come up with the name Love Your Body as the way of identifying what you do, my friend? It was that or having a backdrop like Dan. It was like... <laughs> I mean, I, I needed some alternative. Otherwise, I, I, it just wasn't going to get done, baby. Do, do, do you hand out sunglasses or certain things to be able to, like, look at this guy? 
<laughs> I just, that's, I think it's that's a scientific, that's a scientific picture, Barry. That's a combination <laughs> of the description, the profile of the coronavirus, and its DNA helix. So those are real things. In somebody's universe, they are real things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know, um, I, I um. I almost went to divinity school, Jim. Did you know that? Really? I was not aware yeah. of that. Yeah. I was on my way to get a PhD in comparative religion. I thought teaching um, meditation and yoga at the college level was a good gig. It wasn't meant to be. I uh, went to naturopathic school. And um, after practicing in San Francisco, Boulder, and went back to Boston, the short answer is, I don't know, but I came up with, we're so identified with the physicalness of reality, right, Dan? I, I mean, it, it, but when you look inside, look at the magic of what Dan's got in the back of him. I mean, it's like there, there are so many other realities inside cells. I don't know about Martians. I don't know about extraterrestrials. Let's keep this somewhat grounded. But I know that I've got a lot of feelings. I know I've got a lot of thoughts. I know that I'm more than my physical body, even though that's what I and most people I know are so unbelievably over identified with is physical reality. Yes. And and so when I talk about spiritual reality, I'm not talking about past. Can you hear me? Yes, we've got you, my friend. We've got you. Keep yeah. talking, my man. So, so when I talk about spiritual reality, it's it's not like past lives. I, I'm having enough challenges with this life. I don't know about past lives. I'm talking about things like compassion, things like trust, uh, things like um, forgiveness. And they're not things. They're qualities. Uh, they're, they're energetics. They're, they're a frequencies. So when I look inside um, what Dan so beautifully is having people, you know, really get a sense of there's so many levels of the pandemic and COVID. We can talk about that now or another show. So love your body for me <laughs> is that we are quadrinities. We're holistic, but we tend to think that what's most real is our physical body. That's just the dilemma of being human, right? And, and we tend to think that everything we think is the truth. That's another dilemma. If I think it, it must be true. So we don't necessarily have thoughts. We are our thoughts. So the name Love Your Body um, came to me in some dream, Jim. It was in a beautiful <laughs> night with stars in a field. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, well, Dan, I, I am, I, I am, I am going to unleash you on Dr. Mary Taylor here today. Well, that, what, that, what that, do you have pretty... for the doctor? You, 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 you always have all sorts of different things, my friend. That's true. I, I try to be off kelter most of the time. <laughs> uh, we get the background, that background, Dan. It is so fantastic. <laughs> I'm speechless. It's, it's so. It's called Google Images. Google Images. <laughs> yeah. And you just put it right in your Zoom or put it right in your, your Skype? Yeah. I put it in my Skype. I have a Skype file of about, I used to have, I still have it. I used to do a radio studio background well, when I was working with Jim. Yeah. Yep. I just finished a video mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
and I use that in the background because I was talking about awesome. COVID nineteen and the <laughs> and the one point nine trillion dollar tax bill that uh, that Joe Biden wants to uh, wants to the president to uh, get through and uh, and he may have some trouble. I, I you know I I'm a numbers type of guy, Barry. I spent over fifty years managing money. Continue to manage money today, so. A lot of my analysis is numbers. Can I send you my money? Would you manage my money? I need help. Sure, absolutely, I would. I mean, I generally I I don't take new customers over the air, but we could certainly talk. Call your agent. We'll do lunch. I guess. That's right. I, I don't know how we'll do virtual lunch, but we can do. But <laughs> but you know, you you raise a very important question. There are a lot of people in our age category as opposed to Jim who are looking at the fact that not, that 90 day treasuries are are yielding four basis points yeah and, and a, a one year treasury paying like one and a quarter you can't live on that and and they're concerned as i am that that rates are going to go continually go lower so that we may find ourselves sometime in the next 12 months believe it or not, that we're going to have to pay our government, pay our government to take our money so we're going to earn a negative rate of return Jeez. on a 90-day 90, 90 treasury. That that could happen. I believe could happen. But let me let me tell you that the, to show you how inept much of the mainstream media is about reporting on lots of different things, but I want to do with just one, one thing. Yesterday, yeah, Ber Bernie Sanders said that he is supporting and wants to become a co-signer in a modification of of the 1.9 trillion dollars that the House passed. He wants to modify that to agree to pay two thousand dollars a month for the people who were going to get fourteen hundred flat. Now. I'm in. He sold me. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> let me, let, Barry. Let me tell you something. the The cost to do the fourteen hundred dollars single payment is four hundred billion dollars. To give the give the same people two thousand dollars a month for just one year is six point eight trillion dollars 6.8 trillion dollars how do you get that in a 1.9 trillion dollar uh, covid relief bill so we're they're not being truthful with us then and so we we have to make decisions in our life based on what we're hearing especially when we're being lied to we're not being given the truth and i i believe in the truth i i believe uh I can't figure this one out, as you and I are both authors, so you've probably published a lot more books than I have. But did you hear this morning, Barry, that the White House is banning six of Dr. Seuss's books? I did hear that, sir. I did. What's your reaction to that <clears throat> as an author? Um, I'm curious why they're doing that, Dan before I make any kind of evaluation, it, I mean, I, I could say 
initially my gut is it doesn't make sense, but I don't know <clears throat> what is the argument. What's the what? Why are you doing that? What, what's what's the thinking about why they're doing that? Yeah, they believe that the content, the content, content of these six books right. is racist. <laughs> mm. Now they're the same group uh. that wants to ban Shakespeare. Mm because they believe he was a racist and a homophobe. Mm. And so we shouldn't we shouldn't have those books around. Right. But I don't understand. I don't understand this cancel culture that decides we're going to get rid of our past and replace it with what? Yeah. Land? Nothing? Right. I mean, why would you why should you be given the right to write your books to talk about the way you feel? If somebody else says, well, I don't agree with Barry, and right. therefore we're going to stop him from publishing his books. Yeah. You're talking about things that are um, <clears throat> highly charged issues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're um, political, yes. they're right. central, um, and they... Um, From my point of view, um, they they deserve attention, and they deserve discussion. That we really um, could do everything we can to listen to people who disagree with us with as much empathy. Um, you know, how can we agree to disagree respectfully um, to come up with something rather than you're right, I'm wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. Yep. So I can't. So I, 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 um, you're bringing up several issues that I just have to own. I am not well read on. <laughs> I, I am not. I, I, I have not done the due diligence on Bernie's versus Joe Biden's bill. Numbers mm -hmm. point of view, um, anything close to the way that you have. And, but I understand the passion and I understand the relevance. The Dr. Zeus thing, I came home today from a agility dog class where my dog and I were running. Where my agility dog, dog running, class. Where my dog, my dog had me on a leash. No, um, where I was running <laughs> over some things and I turned on the news. As I do from time to time, I switch channels so that I'm not only watching one channel. And there was something on um, one of the cable news challenges about the cancel culture and the, you know, this is what Obama said about the Dr. Zeus. You know what? How, so um, fools rush in where wise men fear to tread. Right. I yes. I want. I want to be careful of um, Dante said the coldest places in hell are for those who stay neutral on hmm. moral issues. Okay. So sometimes you need to like, well, what side are you on? You know, what, what, what resonates for you? What's, what's your truth? And Dan, I can tell you right now, I don't know what my truth is on the two issues you're putting out. But let me let me broaden it to a different issue to a similar issue, but a much broader issue. 
Okay. As as a published author, yep, you wrote what you believed. Yep. Okay. And it, and it was published, and people plunked down their money to buy it. Yeah. Five years from now, says somebody have the right to come in and tell you, mm -hmm. uh, you can't publish that book anymore. Uh, well, let's be truthful. I'm waiting for a few people to buy it. Right now, I give away a heck of a lot of free books. <laughs> okay. Right now, I'm waiting for one or two sales. You you, you want somebody to come in and, and want to ban your book because you know someone's read it then. Is that what you're saying, doctor? <laughs> but go ahead, Dan, make your point. I appreciate My point is, is that we have, under the Constitution, we have a right of free speech. Right. And that, in, and as long as as we, as we have that right, then you and I, as authors or IQ, should yeah. have the ability to say what we want to say in writing. Yes, it's possible that people won't agree with you or me or IQ, and that's okay. Yeah. But to to not allow what any of the three of us have to say to be published, because they're judging us, and our right of free speech. I think that's fundamentally wrong. That that my my initial gut reaction is I agree with you. Whatever. <clears throat> By any chance, either of you see the CNN show on Abe Lincoln? Yes. On nights. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate what I'm learning about Abe Lincoln. You know, mm -hmm. and that's the same kind of thing. Is like the guy wasn't perfect. You know. And you speak, you hear some of what people are saying about, you know, there are an awful lot of things he did not say to deny slavery. Mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate similarly, not comparing Dr. Zeus with Abe Lincoln, um, you know, that in his <laughs> well. time for you and I, Dan, you know, obviously Jiggy is in diapers. He's a young kid. Compared to us. <laughs> You know, I mean, to, to say that... The radio industry b believes that, so, so yes. In, in his time, <laughs> Dr. Seuss was Dr. Seuss. You know, now we've learned this, and because of it's changed to say that his books should not be on shelves or sold. Um, it's, a, it's a subject, Dan, <clears throat> worth keeping on the table so all points of view can be really voiced, and then people can start to say... Here's my vote. This is where I stand on it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's called that's called free speech. Yeah, yeah. It it, sh it should be um, passionately debated as to, um, and I and I and I have not heard the people who are being accused of cancel culture, um, <clears throat> whether they're on the left wing, whether they're on the right wing, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, whoever they are. I mean, I'd like to hear whether for me it's like I can see both sides or whether in my mind it's like, nah, I think uh, that's nonsense. I don't agree with that at all. And you should have the right to be able to not only believe that, but say that. Right. Just right. like if somebody reviews your book and you don't like their review, you have the ability to respond online to what that person or person said about your book, right? And and or commentary or whatever it is that you do. My concern is that if we are going to let one group of people decide what we should read, think, and believe, 
then we don't have America. Right. We don't have a communist country. And I don't think that's what our founders thought, and I don't think that's what the vast majority of Americans think. But the idea that, that um, because I don't like your book or I don't like what you have to say in your book, I have the right to stop your book from being read or published or right. taken off the library shelves as they're doing in, in Virginia. They're, they're taking Dr. Seuss books off the library shelves because they don't want children to read those books. Right. Censorship. Yeah. And, and, and how, do, how is that a positive thing for our country? I, I don't see how I, I would much rather have a debate with somebody and say, okay, tell me why you believe what you believe, and I'll tell you what I believe, and we can believe together that we're probably never going to resolve this, but yep. we have to have the forum in which to express. I, I this is a, a, a probably a, a not a great analogy, but when they when we went through the cancel culture last summer and we took down all those statues off the pedestals, mm -hmm. we didn't replace them with anything. How do you? How do you? How do you understand where we came from as a nation if you take away our history? <clears throat> and what does that lead us to as a nation going forward? You don't go forward. So um, <laughs> thank, Danny, th thank you for joining us, IQ. <laughs> Daniel, I had a problem with the computer. Can it be okay if I play devil's advocate for a moment? Because a question just came up for me. You can yes. play any way you want. Go ahead, my friend. That's why you're here. <laughs> so um, let's just for a moment, Dan, make believe that you and I are in Germany. Mm hmm. And. Um, 1939? No, we're today. Right. <clears throat> but our grandparents or our grandparents our grandparents or great grandparents were in nineteen thirty nine. And there are some statues of Hitler that are up mm -hmm. that given the evolution of thought, social conduct, <clears throat> people want to take down statues of Hitler. Right. What would you say? That's a um, first of all, let me tell you, Barry, thank you for the great big softball you gave me. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a knuckleball waiting, but I, I, since I like you and I love your background, why would I start with another? I'm That's starting true. with the softball. Uh, Wait on my next question. Okay. <laughs> well, the answer to your question is I have been in what, what Hitler called the most German German city in Germany. Okay. And I have been there a number of times, and every time I go there, I read about the local government trying to decide, should we take down all references in Nuremberg to Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party? Mm. And including, including many of the public square buildings in downtown Nuremberg that still have the bullet holes from the attack of the Allied forces in World War II. And every time it comes up for a vote to take down the statues, close things down, tear them down, fix the holes in the walls of the buildings, the people say no. 
And they say no because we should, quote, never forget right. what took place here. Yep. They want a reminder. Yep. Right. And so if we take down the statues and we fill the bullet holes in the walls. We might forget. We might forget. Yeah. And okay. we should we should never forget. Okay. So some people think we need that as a reminder. <clears throat> and that might be the majority. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Bar Bar Barry's in deep thought there. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, it's, also, it's also possible that a lot of people would have a completely different reality, but now I'm making up because you added something based on experience. I'm now pulling something out of my... Um, so, so you know, what if an awful lot of people, you know, some significant, not a couple, not a handful, what if a lot of people said, you know, we don't want a reminder of what happened, you know, to us, we want to move on to us, you know, we, we, we're not inspired, you know, when we drive by that statue, we're reminded of the pain and suffering of the Holocaust and the lies that we were told. And what if some other people just had a different point of view of we want the bullet holes in the statue to remain because we want to remember? What if some other people had a different point of view? Uh, there are other people that have a different point of view because in Nuremberg, when they have this debate, there are a lot of people who say, quote, as you said, we should move on. And other people said, we should never forget what happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it might be, you might be able to move on by never forgetting. It's not like we want you to forget. So the thing about Dr. Zeus, to bring it back to our country, it's, I am not condoning. I said I have not done the due diligence that I think the topic requires. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's amazing, you know, what an icon somebody's picking on, like Dr. Zeus. <laughs> I know. It just, it, it, uh, I, I literally, literally just sit here in shock when, when you think about this, because it's like, are you kidding me? I can see, you know, canceling Trump. I can see canceling all these people. But my goodness, Dr. Seuss. Green eggs and ham. <laughs> you know, I, I can I can see somebody wanting to cancel IQL Rizzoli. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> hey, that will never happen. Hey. Where's IQ's face? I can't see the man. You never see IQ's face. He's in, That's he's incognito. He is That's in he is incognito and uh, it's it's because of the things that he says they want to cancel him. <laughs> so, so Barry, going back to your going back to your your response to my question, yeah, a lot of people say they should we should plaster up the bullet holes and tear down the statues. But how does the next generation of people in the world and in the community know how to treat people of minorities, whether they be colors or religions, if they don't have a past, if we don't expose them to the ugly history of what man can do it's not there you know and, and i look at it and say how do we how do we decide that our morals today are better than what the world the morals were in in uh, in 1500 or 1800 or 1776 right you can't you can't look but 
you can always look backwards and have 2020 vision. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the 2020 vision is correct. Yeah. And my 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 greatest and IQ's talked about this. He says we need the draft back in America because we have so many people who do not understand what it means to be American, what we've done, how we've served. And I, I, I tell you, I, I did a stint in the Army as an infantry grunt, and I had some of the, the greatest relationships that I ever had in my life at 18, 19 years of age with young men of my same age from all over the country, um, not knowing whether we're going to go to Germany or Vietnam or wherever we went or, or didn't go. But the experience was so positive. It's affected me the rest of my life. Um, and I spent some time in a military hospital. I got injured and, and I, I survived it, but I, I, I have my foundation where I'm working with veterans all the time, all over the country. And I see what price they paid in their particular support of our government. And the idea that, that we don't think it's, it's worth saving or, or protecting the past. One of my favorite cities in the world to go to and visit, and I've probably been there more than any other place in the world, is Washington, D.C. I still have great awe and admiration for the people who are represented on those monuments around the city of Washington, D.C., for what they did to form this country. A union. Make it different than anywhere else in the world. And it really is. Somebody who's, I've traveled all over the world, and believe me, it is dramatically different right. in the United States than many other countries. Right. And and I, I, I felt when I was growing up, going to school, that I was taking American history. I was learning the good, the bad, and the ugly about what happened in this country, whether it was the Native Americans or blacks in, in, this, in the South. Uh, got, I've been involved with the civil rights movement for a long time. Um, so, but if if we take down all the statues and we don't teach about what we think mistakes that were made, but we don't destroy the history, we use that history to help ourselves be better people in the world. But if we don't have that history, we can't make better generations. Right. Well, well, Barry, as we uh, as we wrap up here with you, I always love it when I get you and Dan on because you guys, <laughs> you guys always go all over the place. <laughs> How Can do we? Minute. Can I have one minute before? Yeah, you... go ahead. I was going to have you talk about your book. Yeah. Well, what book? Um... <laughs> the that's one that's almost sold. No, the, the, one that... the one that almost sold. Yes. You got Dan, Dan, what you're bringing up to mind, um, the title of my book is Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health and Healing. And <clears throat> I've been a student of the notion, the abstraction, what is transformation? And um, before we get into the issue of <clears throat> should we take the statues down or not, should we stop Dr. Zeus or not? I think there's a challenge for many of us, you and me maybe also included, mm -hmm. in that we all tend to get very righteous about what we believe is the truth. All of us, 
Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> um, now there are principles worth fighting for. Thank you for your service. I want to know about your foundation. Let's let's give Dan now or another time. Dan and I let's exchange emails so I can find out about what your foundation does for vets. But there's this term that can be used for more than religious settings, ecumenical, you know, you know, where Tip O'Neill, John McCain, you know, where where are the people who really know how to cross the aisle in a political setting? So so that it's not um, where where it can get religious, where if you don't follow my religion, then you're not following the truth because my religion is the truth. Mm-hmm. But it can also go way outside religious boundaries where it's it's kind of the way people are wired up to think, which is not in a transformational... It's, it's If I'm thinking this, it must be the truth. And so you're bringing up something that I think is very powerful that exists at the level of the nature of the mind that people believe something. I said something 20, 30 minutes ago. It's like, how do we discuss with one another where we can agree to disagree really respectfully? And I think behind what is being called, labeled the cancel culture, or behind taking statues down is... How do we grow together as human beings? How do we learn together? You know, and, and if somebody finds something that in the past we would never do that now, you're saying, well, keep the books on the shelf, keep the statues there. But other people might feel really ashamed or other people might feel morally indignant. Like, how did those people do that then? We would never do that now. Um, so I think it could be possibly a larger issue than just Dr. Zeus's books or statues. It could be, you know, how do people of faith who have profound faith have room for other people who have profound faith? You know, how do people who really think differently, they've got different ideas about taxes and the pandemic and vaccines, you know, how do we make room for people who think really differently? The the or I'll I'll end, Jiggy. Thank you for the extra few moments. Is you're good. You're good. I, I I tell people, you know, I wrote this book after working with patients thirty thirty five years. Like I don't know what the truth is. My book is not about here's the truth about your health and here's the truth about healing, because transformation is not about the truth. Transformation is owning. I have a point of view. And as soon as the point of view becomes a position, your ego, my ego gets really attached to it, then we get very defensive. As somebody once said, to be right is worth more than diamonds. <laughs> <You know? laughs> who, doesn't, who doesn't love to be right? And, and that's why in my book I write about compassion, you know? So um, I love your passion. And I bet there's a lot I could learn from you about topics on the ground. But I think the nature of us as Americans is different than some other countries. 
that we think are either dictatorial or there isn't room for debate, you're arguing for there needs to be space that's safe for us to debate. The yes. space has got to be open for different points of view, yes, including people who have really different points of view from you. Yes, I agree. Yes. Well, uh, well, well, doctor, before we let you go, how do people get your book and, and get involved with you? Because I, I know that... Uh... Should anybody want to buy a book, if there's anybody out there at all? <laughs> I give all the profits of my book when they order it from my website, different than when they order it on Amazon. I give all the profits to uh, Pachamama.com, which is a environmental group in San Francisco. So I don't get any of the money of the profits entirely go you can order my book you can read parts of my book on my website www.drdr my name barry taylor dr barry taylor you can read parts of my book and if you like it you can order it and awesome. i'll even sign it and we know how much <clears throat> that might be worth Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and boulder to boulder on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. And of course, you can find us on Spotify as well. Talk Shoe and 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. Get a hold of us online at com. Amazing new marketing partner with us today here at Transmedia Worldwide. It's an incredible new GoFundMe campaign. We need you to go over and help these folks get some funds. We need you to go fund them right now. They are not sure if they're deserving of any help, but they're not sure what else to do, except to ask the strangers if they would be kind enough to donate even just one cent. Anything and everything is appreciated. Go over to addifferenceyoumake.com. That's addifferenceyoumake.com. After many years in an abusive environment and taking care of others, including the abuser, they have reluctantly accepted that it is okay for them to sometimes take care of themselves. They're walking away, but leaving with little less than their clothes. They would appreciate any assistance to buy pots, pans, bedding, or any of the quote-unquote basics for their very first home. Go help them out today at addifferenceyoumake.com. That's A-D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-C-E-Y-O-U-M-A-K-E.com. That's addifferenceyoumake.com. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide back here right now with our next segment here on our big program. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Go over and check out BAHGSfund.com. That's the letter B, the letter A, the letter H, the letter G, the letter S, fund.com. Get more information online. It is a tremendous, tremendous project. Go over and check this out today. It is absolutely amazing. Shipping container, home investing, just entered the crypto world at bahgsfund.com. Learn more right now at bahgsfund.com. We want to tell you all the details, but we won't, don't want to give everything away on the radio. Go over and check it out today. B A H G S Fund. 
Cheapseatsradio.com. And for the people in the cheap seats in the back, it's the letter B, the letter A, the letter H, the letter G, and the letter S. Fund.com. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. Worldwide. Check it out today. Weather in the summer. Nowhere to be. Time to drive. Friends in car. Let's go. Passenger seat, window down, hand out, wind, airplane, or surf, beach life calling. Back seat, legs stretched out, summer drive in the country, wake when we arrive. Down to the warm ocean to spend a lazy summer day. The rhythm of the drive, blinking lights, quiet meditation. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to take a drive whenever you wanted without having to drive? Tokyo Smith takes you around Japan on road trips. They give you the sounds of the road trip without music or talking. Subscribe to the videos for when you need to focus or relax. It's safe, fun, and exciting to virtually explore a foreign place from your home. Search Tokyo Smith on YouTube or visit the link directly at youtube.com slash C slash Tokyo Smith. Videos in Japan. Hit subscribe to Tokyo Smith. Never miss a trip. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and boulder to boulder on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes. And of course, you can find us on Spotify as well. Talk Shoe and 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. Get a hold of us online at JIGGYGYR.com. Amazing new marketing partner with us today here at Transmedia Worldwide. It's an incredible new GoFundMe campaign. We need you to go over and help these folks get some funds. We need you to go fund them right now. They are not sure if they're deserving of any help, but they're not sure what else to do, except to ask the strangers if they would be kind enough to donate even just one cent. Anything and everything is appreciated. Go over to addifferenceyoumake.com. That's addifferenceyoumake.com. After many years in an abusive environment and taking care of others, including the abuser, they have reluctantly accepted that it is okay for them to sometimes take care of themselves. They're walking away, but leaving with little less than their clothes. They would appreciate any assistance to buy pots, pans, bedding, or any of the quote-unquote basics for their very first home. Go help them out today at addifferenceyoumake.com. That's A-D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-C-E-Y-O-U-M-A-K-E.com. That's addifferenceyoumake.com. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide, back here right now with our next segment here on our big program. Back here live on our big broadcast. We are coast to coast. We are border to border on iHeartRadio. AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. And we have got an urgent message that we need you to get right now. Save Charlotte. She needs an urgent heart surgery. She needs $18,000. Thank you for taking the time to read this fundraising campaign. This is Save Charlotte Heart Surgery Campaign. The only hope to give Charlotte a chance to smile again. They're on a mission to save Holly Charlotte's life. Holly Charlotte is a five-year-old happy little girl. 
She was first suspected to be pneumonic and uh, congenital heart disease, but her conditions worsened. Medics at the Fort Portugal Regional Hospital referred her to the Malingo Heart Institute, where she was diagnosed with VSD, which is basically a hole in her heart. Charlotte is amazing. Just an amazing little girl. We need you to go over and dollars, $10, $50, $500, $1,000, $5,000, or give her all 18. She needs it now. Go over to givingway.com. Search for Charlotte's heart surgery. Go over and save Charlotte. She needs it. Go over to givingway.com. Search save Charlotte. We need your help. She needs your help. Give them some of your hard-earned money today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia World Wide. And check out akpatchauthor.com. And Alan K. Patch with us today. He has got a tremendous set of books. And uh, he just keeps he just keeps writing books. People just keep buying the books, which is good because as a writer, you want people to buy your work so you can keep making more work, which is awesome. Go over to akpatchauthor.com for more information. And uh, Alan, what do you have for us today, my friend? You've got a very interesting topic, as always. What do you have for us today, baby? Am I on the big broadcast, TV? Yes, yes. You you are live on the big show, as they say. All right. All right. <laughs> today I want to talk about, um, you know, a very important event in history, but uh, one of the most uh, burning questions uh, out there is, uh, you know, is, did Napoleon lose the Battle of Waterloo because of hemorrhoids? <laughs> Ah, yes! From the normal news cycle. Yes! The, uh, the, the master of the segue strikes again, Alan K. Pad. So, so, <laughs> this is you tremendous. Know, this is tremendous. So, I, I don't even know where the hell to start with this, my friend. <laughs> well, I'm going to blend this into, you know, how I got this, uh, the, the story of Waterloo this involved in, awesome. in this new book, which I, I released a couple months ago called The Catacombs Curse. But anyway, yes, let's... Yes. Just start out with Napoleon, uh, just a little basic information on him. He was the emperor of France. He was a military genius. He uh, conquered great swaths of territory in Europe and all the way to Russia. And that was the problem. Is he, he, got, he got to Moscow, but got stuck there in the winter. And, uh, um, you know, he had to retreat from there and lost his whole army. Eventually, he had to abdicate. And they put him on an island off of Italy. And uh, But he escaped from there. And then okay. in a hundred days, he he was able to gather an army, and by this time, you know the, the European powers are so fed up with them, uh, they they also raise an army to oppose him. And there's the famous Duke of Wellington um, that you hear about, uh, who yep. uh, is British yep. British general, and uh, also the Prussian general Blucher. They they uh, gather forces and they oppose him on the battlefield near Waterloo, in Belgium, on June 18th, 1815. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of an amazing story, really, that he's able to escape and raise this huge army because, you know, they lost so many hundreds of thousands of soldiers uh, in his campaigns, but but they they still were loyal to him. And and they followed him. He raised the army, and they met on this great battlefield in, uh, in Belgium. By the way, I've been there. I, I visited there back in the uh, 70s just to go see it. It's a, it's a giant mound, uh, and there's a, there's a large statue at the top 
But there's also a diorama, which is a painted uh, picture of the battle um, inside a building. They have one in Gettysburg also. So I think wow. uh, they, they, they did one in Waterloo, and then they did another one in Gettysburg later on, which is really amazing to see if you ever go to Gettysburg, if you're able to get there. But anyway, yeah, they met on this battlefield in a very, very transitional battlefield for Europe, uh, battle for Europe. Wow. It is Alan K. Patch, akpatchauthor.com. The Catacombs Curse is the latest from our good friend Alan K. Patch. He joins today here on the big broadcast, the big show, as always. And uh, so, so Alan, uh, how does this tie in with, with, with the T's at, at the top of the segment here, my man? Well, the question is, is they, they, they reported that uh, Napoleon had hemorrhoids, and so therefore he couldn't get on his horse and, and go and view the battlefield and just assess the situation to make decisions. Um, but they're not 100, he, he may have had them, but they're not 100% sure that really that caused trouble or caused him to lose the battle. Uh, in the, in <laughs> there are experts on this battle who feel that maybe this was kind of made up later to because they couldn't understand how a military genius could really lose the battle as a result of some blunders and miscalculation. After all, he was a genius. Um, but uh, anyway, um, they think that, that might have been uh, made up later. They're not sure. That's awesome. So, uh... <laughs> so you want to know how we lost the battle? Yes, I do. I, I, I want all the details here, my man. Well, this is the this is the thing about it. As you know, you know this. These are campaigns out in the field, and you know there was a huge rainstorm the night before. You have to imagine all these, you know, couple hundred thousand troops rising from the wet ground. Some of them probably had tents, some didn't, and they were soaked all night long. You know, they get up in the morning, and the gr the ground is wet. You know, I don't know how they kept their gunpowder dry, but they must have. And so they get up, and and now they have to start moving the army around. And the problem was, is the ground was so wet they couldn't move the cannon. So Napoleon made decisions too late in the day to move his cannon because he was trying to get them into place. By the time he got them into place, it was late in the morning. And um, that really became a big problem for him later in the day because he had fought this uh, battle against um, you know, the, the, the Prussian general who was able to get there in the afternoon in time to kind of, you know, sort of save the day for the British because they were really could have lost the battle. So number one, you know, he he moved the cannon too late because of the rain, which, you know, the, the nature, he couldn't fault that, but he might have taken a little too much time, spent a lot of time uh, trying to take down this farmhouse, a fortified town uh, farmhouse that was in the way. And so by the time late in the day when his final attacks are coming, uh, it's too late. The Prussian general arrives on the scene and defeats him and he loses the battle. But the next part I'm going to tell you about is kind of interesting too, G. What do you have for us, Alan? What do you have? Tell us. We're, we're waiting with bated breath, my man. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you have to imagine back in these days, this isn't like uh, World War II or, or uh, Vietnam or even our current wars where, you know, you have helicopters evacuating wounded and you have hospitals set up and all the rest of it with, uh, you know, sterile conditions and all the rest of it. All these hundred, uh, you know, tens of thousands of guys that are wounded or or near death, or they're left on the battlefield. I mean, they didn't have really medical facilities really to set up and and deal with these numbers of wounded. They just left the guys there, and so many of them just expired, even though they were just wounded. 
um, they just left them in the battlefield when they died. And one of the horrible things um, in the aftermath of some of these battles is, you know, with all these dead guys laying around, you know, peasants near would come by and, and knock out the teeth because they could sell the teeth later to be put into dentures. So this is just kind of one of the horrifying things of, uh, uh, you know, realities of battle afterwards uh, where these guys are just left there. And uh, of course, uh, you know, by the time we get to World War II, where um, somewhat in World War One, but also World War II, we, I mean, look, look at the point, uh, you know, we get to D-Day um, where we have even penicillin ready for uh, the wounds. And, and later on, uh, they could give people, uh, you know, uh, they give them IVs and uh, because of the shock from bleeding, they could uh, save their lives that way. So medical, um, treatment of battle wounds became so much more advanced once you could get them off the battlefield quickly into an aid station, which they were able to do better in Vietnam and, of course, the Gulf Wars and and um, from there. So just kind of interesting uh, when you look at back then to get a wound, you know, was, you were pretty much done in. A lot of times they had nobody to take care of you and the infections were there and there were no antibiotics. It was a pretty, pretty horrible situation. <laughs> It is uh, Alan K. Patch. He's with us today. AKPatchAuthor.com is the official website. Go over to AKPatchAuthor.com for more information. So tell us about the Catacombs Curse. This is the big book that we're, uh, that we're selling now, my friend. Tell us all about it and where we can get it. Well, uh, it's on right on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and just look up the Catacombs Curse. And my author's name is A.K. Patch. Um, but what I do in this story is I start the book off at the battlefield of Waterloo, um, where one of the characters is tasked with delivering information. Who, who's going to win this battle is really important to um, the banks and the investors uh, and all the people that committed uh, gold to, to support these campaigns, whether it was for Napoleon or for Wellington and the British. And, and uh, these, the, the Bank of, the, of London, you know, this information was going to be critical to them. So... Back then, they didn't have, you know, they had primitive uh, telegraphs, but not maybe necessarily uh, used in this particular battle. But, you know, you would have to send a guy on a horse to get to a ship to go across the English Channel to get to London. But they used carrier pigeons back then. And so um, I start the battle off with this character whose job is it to, to put the information in a carrier pigeon's capsule and get it to his wife who's waiting in Dunkirk to send the information on to London. So that's how the book starts out. Um, this is sort of a uh, past and future book um, with a couple sets of characters who, uh, who um, become in conflict and the result of these modern day tourists that go to the catacombs, modern day catacombs in Paris and become possessed by one of the spirits of that couple from 1815. So anyway, it's a paranormal thriller and look up the catacombs curse. Fantastic. It is Alan K. Patch. And uh, Alan, thanks for doing this once again, my friend. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you, my man. Okay, Jiggy. Talk to you then. Appreciate it. There he goes. Alan K. Patch. Check out Catacombs Curse. AKPatchAuthor.com. Go over to AKPatchAuthor.com for more information. That wraps it up here for this segment of our big program. 
Back here live on our big broadcast. We are coast to coast. We are border to border on iHeartRadio. AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. And we have got an urgent message that we need you to get right now. Save Charlotte. She needs an urgent heart surgery. She needs $18,000. Thank you for taking your time to read this fundraising campaign. This is Save Charlotte Heart Surgery Campaign. The only hope to give Charlotte a chance to smile again they're on a mission to save holly charlotte's life holly charlotte is a five-year-old happy little girl she was first suspected to be pneumonic and uh, congenital heart disease but her conditions worsened medics at the fort portugal regional hospital referred her to the malingo heart institute where she was diagnosed with bsd which is basically a hole in her heart Charlotte is amazing. Just an amazing little girl. We need you to go over and $5, $10, $50, $500, $1,000, $5,000, or give her all 18. She needs it now. Go over to givingway.com. Search for Charlotte's heart surgery. Go over and save Charlotte. She needs it. Go over to givingway.com. Search Save Charlotte. We need your help. She needs your help. Give them some of your hard-earned money today and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. World. Wide. Help them out today. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And you can get more information on our website, J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-Y-R.com. We have a tremendous, tremendous new marketing partner we're going to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide. GoFund.me slash the number 8, D, the number 0, B, C, F, the number 3, E. When I'm old, I want to look back and say, well, I left the world a better place than I found it. CISA Energy is looking to raise support projects for the reduction of carbon dioxide emissions in the air, in particularly polluted areas. Well, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And recently, as you know, Elon Musk is offering just amazing amounts of money to companies just like this CISA Energy. You can get more information online at gofund.me slash 8D0BCF. Three, uh, they've got great things, and they've done through a series of small things was brought together. It will surely take a village to raise these funds. They're knocking at the hearts to support this cause. CISA Energy, they take care of the fundraising for the fight against climate change and reduction of the CO2 in the atmosphere and environmental protection. You need to give them your hard-earned money today. Here is what you will get to be part of the mission. They believe the greatest use of life is to spend it on something that will outlast it. A single dollar or five dollars or whatever you can manage will go a long way, making an impact on the mission. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D dot M-E slash the number eight, the letter D, the number zero, the letter B, the letter C, the letter F, the number three, and the letter E. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your hotter money right now. 
Weather in the summer, nowhere to be, time to drive. Friends in car, let's go. Passenger seat, window down, hand out, wind airplane or surf, beach life calling. Back seat, legs stretched out, summer drive in the country, wake when we arrive. Down to the warm ocean to spend a lazy summer day. The rhythm of the drive, blinking lights, quiet meditation. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to take a drive whenever you wanted without having to drive? Tokyo Smith takes you around Japan on road trips. They give you the sounds of the road trip without music or talking. Subscribe to the videos for when you need to focus or relax. It's safe, fun, and exciting to virtually explore a foreign place from your home. Search Tokyo Smith on YouTube or visit the link directly at youtube.com slash c slash Tokyo Smith. Videos in Japan. Hit subscribe to Tokyo Smith. Never miss a trip. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Go over and check out BAHGSfund.com. That's the letter B, the letter A, the letter H, the letter G, the letter S, fund.com. Get more information online. It is a tremendous, tremendous project. Go over and check this out today. It is absolutely amazing. Shipping container, home investing, just entered the crypto world at BAHGSfund.com. Learn more right now at BAHGSfund.com. We want to tell you all the details, but we won't, don't want to give everything away on the radio. Go over and check it out today. BAHGSfund.com fund.com and for the people in the cheap seats in the back it's the letter b the letter a the letter h the letter g and the letter s fund.com and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide check it out today as star megabolin likes to say tremendous new broadcast here on our big program thanks for tuning into the big broadcast from the kjag radio studios in downtown Nashville, kansas live on 107.5 fm in the united kingdom on last and of course iheart radio today amfm 247.com 24 7 at com. tremendous new marketing partner with us today at transmedia worldwide you need to check out these folks they are doing some incredible things they have created Two great crowdfunding campaigns, and they need your help. Go over to this incredible, incredible site. It is crowdfunder.co.uk. Search, help me get back to healthy and a normal life. This is from Brighton, England. We love our friends in Brighton. To overcome the financial stresses of my life, fight my mental health difficulties, and get back to healthy as well as a normal life. They have 60 days left, and they have a 25,000-pound target, and they need you to go help them over there at crowdfunder.co.uk. Help me get back to healthy, normal life. With the global COVID-19 pandemic, it's affected them adversely. They've lost their job. They are not in tremendous mental shape and they need your help to overcome this financial hardship go over to crowdfunder.co.uk and search 
help me get back to healthy and normal life and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide help them today energy investments so these people really take this stuff seriously because they're spending other people's money and investing it in energy projects well they based a lot of their work on a a study an extensive study that a, a professor of economics at the university of edinburgh had done he this this professor gordon hughes looked at thousands and thousands of wind turbines operating in europe over many many years and he found that the turbines these wind turbines that promoters developers are are saying will run for 25 or 30 years are wearing out uh, prematurely uh, for example uh, he he found that about 80 percent of the offshore wind turbines those ones that are in the ocean in a very hostile environment about 80 percent of them can expect a major breakdown in the first eight years taking them offline and and more concerning to him was that to the professor more concerning to the professor was that um the, the these uh just wear and tear erosion of the blades wearing of bearings and other moving parts has these turbines wearing out in about 16 years instead of 25 or 30. so when you cut the lifespan of these things in half when the economics is already shaky because the only reason most of not all of these machines are running is because they're being subsidized when you cut their lifespan span in half the, the whole whole business model the whole economic model goes out the window so that that was the major finding of the, yeah of, that I, I i thought was the major finding of the report you know this this kind of uh richard this kind of dovetails what we were talking about a couple weeks ago with the fact that the uh the the wind energy is 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 not the most reliable right now well the things that we can predict more so than wind are the use of the sun and one of the problems of solar energy is you're gathering it for photovoltaic and you cannot transmit it as far um i think the real answer the real long-term answer is rather than consolidating the production of power uh, actually diversifying it and putting it out over more regional, uh, getting out as far as individual, uh, independent power generation from solar, saving it to battery. In some cases where you can, you want to go lower tech and less moving parts. Uh, if you have, what I've seen is, is if you have these solar mirrors that are heating heating uh, water tubes and those water tubes are generating steam um that sounds like a long way around it but you have a lot less moving parts and it may be a few percentage points less efficient but you're going to have less breakdowns and you're not going to have stuff that you have to throw in the landfill like rotors uh and you don't have to worry about a lot of things affecting it because they're not subject to weather to the same extent. Yeah. Um, the answer for areas that get sporadic uh, cold snaps or heat snaps is electrical storage and individual generation. Um, 
when you look at the cost of these government programs, uh, if you bought natural gas uh, on demand individual generators for either neighborhoods or individual homes, you're going to spend a lot less and you're going to have less issues. It's just plain that simple. You have to, you have to look at, uh, you have to look at the arithmetic and the mechanics and technology on a, uh, on a simpler basis. Uh, make people more independent to the power companies. And the reason a lot of this isn't being done is, is you functionally put the power companies out of business. Uh, and they don't like that. What, what well, do you think, Gordon? Yeah. Uh, you, you, what I was hearing Richard, mainly what I was hearing Richard saying, he was comparing various uh, alternative energy sources with one another. My own view, and I think the evidence is, that the legacy power sources such as fossil and nuclear are by far more efficient, by far more reliable than any of these green technologies. They have brought us, uh, I say Agreed. to Pennsylvania, Absolutely my energy agree. bills, my electric bills, my gas bills are the lowest in my lifetime because we've, uh, largely because of uh, the development of development of the natural gas resource here in Pennsylvania. So if Texas were to have invested in uh, fossil and nuclear plants and spent money on winterizing their electrical grid, they would have been far better off uh, than they were a couple of weeks ago, having uh, expended millions, probably billions of dollars into to, uh, wind turbines. You you have the uh, the added joy of the continuing potential for the damage from solar flares and or EMP, uh, be it naturally occurring or created by adversarial or or terrorist parties. Um, again, if you individualize a lot of power generation. Uh, you can minimize the effect of these things. But more importantly, they were going over, and I have to get the figures because I don't have them, but they were going over the figures of not only winterizing, but also protecting these structures, these infrastructures from uh, the effects of EMP, mm -hmm. um, which would be devastating, uh, uh, absolutely devastating if, if we simply had the, what was it, the Carrington event from 1859? If we had a, a repeat of that today, um, we would just simply be out of business, period, end of discussion. Um, and the protection from this, uh, umbrella protection from this, is a well of a lot less expensive than some of the crap that they just put in the current bill that they just, they just put out. Uh, and a lot more functional. But of course, we have to, I guess, overcoming ignorance uh, and getting past advertising and special interest promotion of things, just real, honest-to-goodness, accurate analysis of, of these situations and these options is critically important. And the very first step in that is making people aware, aware that we're, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We absolutely would like to reduce the amount of pollution we put in the air. No one's going to make an argument like that, about that. Uh, Coal-producing plants, not really a great idea. But um, uh, 
natural gas producing plants, certainly nuclear plants, which are far and away efficient, as I agree with you, and should be put together and without taking 20 years to get the permits, because otherwise the technology goes out the window. Um, this has got to be looked at, but, but we have to, just like healthcare, uh, we have to make the information about climate and the information about power generation, we have to make these things factual and not political. And that's a trick. You're absolutely correct about that one, Richard. Um, I, I agree with Richard that uh, electromagnetic uh, pulses are concerned whether they're produced by the sun or by a weapon. And uh, I, I'm hoping that our group operators of our various grids are taking it very seriously. I think they are taking it seriously, but I am not expert as to where that technology, protective technology is right now. Uh, I would say this. One thing that strikes me is very curious lately. I've been thinking about this. Um, just as uh, President Biden and my own governor here in Pennsylvania and other governors are looking at alternative energy as um, more placing more reliance on alternative energy. A number of, uh, some of them quite well known, environmentalists have gotten more educated on the matter and have take, and, and have started to question the viability of so-called green technologies. Michael Schellenberger, for example, wrote a book, published a book last year called Apocalypse Never. And um, in his, he, he had been a very active uh, environmentalist. In fact, on his 16th birthday, he had, uh, hosted a uh, fundraiser to save the rainforest. So, you know, he was, was very serious as a teenager even. And well, now he's in middle age and he's published his book, Apocalypse Never. And in the book, he says, uh, the idea that we're going to replace oil and coal and natural gas with solar and wind and nothing else is a hallucinatory delusion. So he's just one of many environmentalists who have become more educated over time and have changed their tune, so to speak. And um, I can name others. In fact, one of the better known ones is Michael Moore, the famous, the, the you know, the, the the movie producer in Hollywood who published or produced a movie I think, uh, two years ago, maybe, uh, um, basically throwing uh, green energy out the window, saying it was a scam. Um, now, his, his, his solution is not one I would 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 embrace his solution is to depopulate the earth so I, well, we're working on that as i <laughs> the chinese are really contributing to that for us <laughs> it is uh gordon toom with us today also richard kurz from strategies pr la jolla writers conference and uh, a couple weeks ago me and and richard had a uh, very interesting conversation uh and i wanted to bring in Gordon today to, to to further the discussion and give us some stats and some figures. Uh, so so Gordon, where, where, where do you see all this headed? Uh, well, I think over time the laws of physics will take over and and there's only one way to go at least at, you know based on our current state of knowledge. In my own view, uh, I, I borrow this from uh, an, another writer, Robert Bryce, who several years ago wrote um, uh, Power Hungry, uh, the myths of, uh, I think it was called the myths of green energy and the real, the real powers, uh, the real uh, energy sources of the future. So Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E, I check him out. I'd recommend checking him out, Robert Bryce. But anyhow, his his uh, his overarching conclusion is we're headed 
ultimately to a nuclear-dominated energy economy. Uh, fossil fuels, diesel, gasoline, uh, and, and coal and oil are going to carry the day for decades to come, but uh, within the next 50 to 100 years or so, it's going to be mainly nuclear power generating electricity. And that's, again, you know, this is based on what we know now. Uh, right now, the, the green technology, so-called green technology, solar and wind, just are not there. It's, and, and they're a long way from being there. They keep telling us that the price is dropping, the price is dropping. Well, it could drop an awful lot and it still wouldn't be there. They're just very energy intensive to manufacture. Uh, it takes about 10 times the amount of materials to manufacture uh, these green machines, so to speak, uh, to generate the same amount of electricity as fossil or nuclear. 10 times, 10 times the materials, that's minerals, concrete, steel, and so forth. In terms of land impacts, it's remarkable. Um, wind turbines, for example, to generate a megawatt hour of electricity, it's about uh, 70 acres it takes. That's talking about the entire life cycle, what it, the materials needed to mine, that needed to be mined, recovered, manufactured, the disposal of the, the waste when, it, when the machine's done and so forth. 70 acres. A coal plant or a nuclear plant takes about 12 acres to generate the same amount of electricity. So um, what one um, writer that I am familiar with took a look at um, what, what, what it would take if, if we were to supply the United States with all of its electricity with solar and wind, the estimate is we would need to use up about 25 to 50% of the land mass to do that. Right now, the current electrical system of the United States takes up about one half of 1% of the land mass. Well, would you have, unfortunately, uh, is a tabloid information approach to educating the public. Let's find an issue that excites people. If it bleeds, it leads. The world's gonna end in eight years. Um, and, um, and you know, the, uh, the use of, of natural gas in your house is gonna make your kids all retarded. And whatever other line of crap that they want to put out that excites people without, uh, journalism has escaped responsibility for uh, for accurate sourcing um there will be an effort shortly that i'll be involved in to help ameliorate that but in the interim we keep coming back to the same thing we are we are recycling we are recycling emotion and ignorance as opposed to facts and function and uh, and that works because it controls people and because it sells newspapers and because it creates people jumping online and if people jump online and advertisers say there's zillions of people online, we're going to advertise here. It's a money chase as opposed to a function or a responsibility chase. And uh, I'm not sure how to overcome that except on a microcosmic basis and people turning around and saying, hey, look, we took our little community 
and we made this kind of power generation thing, and this is what it costs us on this basis. Or we took this section of the country, of our little country, whatever country it is, and we put up a nuclear power plant and it only uses this, this, and that. And yes, we're going to have to store this nuclear waste somewhere. But, but like you say, the net percent perception uh, percentage of space required to store this nuclear waste is far and away less than what's going to be taken up in the landfills by all these bloody windmills. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess you can say uh, one of the failures of information is is the inability of people to do simple arithmetic. Um, and, <laughs> and and we see that. We see that, uh, I think, the uh, probably the, the list, the least arithmetically literate group I've ever come across is Congress. They have they have no clue how to spend money efficiently, and it's because they never are spending their own money. Yeah, well, yes. that, that is the first problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so so where, where do you go with this? Uh, okay. I spent the better part of a decade trying Trying to make we're going on the air. Yeah. Because people have a limited attention span. Yes. This information has to be presented accurately, cogently, and explained very quickly to get the person who's busy making that peanut butter and jelly sandwich for their kids going to school and to get the guy who's no longer commuting to work but has got a few minutes to look online to say what's going on today and be able to explain to them in a very summary fashion and then follow up with it. Here's the backup information, but here are the facts. This, this, and this makes sense. This, this, and this doesn't. And it has to be repeated over and over again, even though, um, even though it's not emotionally appealing to the current press. So what we come back to is something Jiggy and I have talked about and some other people have talked about, and it's creating more accurate mass public communication. Well, yeah, you make a good point, Richard. I was in a conversation similar to this a couple of days ago, and somebody made the point just as important as presenting facts uh, clearly and accurately is getting people to think critically and to think for themselves so that whenever they, ever, they come up against some outlandish statement they take a de they take a breath and you know ask themselves well let's think you know let's think about that a little bit that is let's look below the surface here for a minute um the the, the assertion that i i'm with i think you mentioned i'm with the co2 coalition yeah is one of yep. the groups i work with based in arlington virginia um the, those it's a collection of scientists some of them world-renowned scientists who are trying to educate people on uh, the true nature of carbon dioxide, which is not a toxin, it is not poisonous, poisonous, it is a very beneficial molecule that makes life possible on Earth. Plants die below uh, a concentration of 150 parts per million in the atmosphere. We're right now at about 400 parts per million. Uh, in the geologic past, we've been many, many times higher than that in terms of uh, CO2 concentrations. And 
whatever warming is co2 is in fact a greenhouse gas but it is a very very weak greenhouse gas then by far the most powerful greenhouse gas is water vapor in the atmosphere which includes of course clouds uh, so co whatever warming we we're having now is is natural warming uh, by the sun and other forces that has been going going since we came out of the out of, out of the last ice age about 10,000 years ago. So, um, the, I mean, that fact alone, this whole conversation about green energy, most of it's driven by uh, this so-called concern over global warming, which is a non, it, 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 it is a crisis, it's a manufactured crisis, is what it is. Well, and, and I agree with you. Um, there are always, there's a big difference between concern and crisis. Uh, crisis. Crisis generates emotion and concern generates uh, constructive thought. Um, and, and bringing down the, the temperature, if you will, of the conversation um, perhaps makes it more boring, but makes it more accurate. And again, we, we keep coming back to communicating this. Uh, you know, we have voices out there uh, that talk with belligerent, arrogant ignorance to people who are just, just absolute sheep about listening to this information. <laughs> and uh, we're not teaching our children how to think critically. Where you know they're uh, they're busy thinking about how important it is to tear down uh, a statue than it is to build up their ability to do arithmetic. Uh, it's you know I've got six grandkids and I and I talk to them about what they're learning in school. Uh, some of them are learning nothing by video, and some of them are learning really good, interesting, critical, uh, critical thinking and critical analysis skills. Uh, and interestingly enough, the ones that are getting those are the ones that are in private school. Uh, <laughs> so there are so many spin-offs to these concerns and to these factors. Uh, somehow we have got either to change the approach of media or get media on board with spreading accuracy instead of acrimony. It's, it's, it's not as much fun. But it sure is better for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 got, I was up in, uh, oh, this has got to be, I don't know, is it 15 years ago? I was up in uh, the Grant Grove area of uh, California. We were camping. It's got even more than that. Uh, and I was looking at all the undergrowth and talking with the rangers about why don't they get rid of the undergrowth because when this undergrowth catch fire, these, these wonderful redwoods that are naturally fire retardant are going to have so much fuel burning around them that they're actually going to get destroyed because of the fact that we're allowing additional fuel to grow. Uh, well, we can't, the environmentalists won't let us cut down a twig. Uh, and here you are, you know, mm -hmm. um, we've got, all the natural resources we need in this country and we have to fight tooth and nail to get at them uh and you have a lot of people who are unscrupulously unscrupulously accessing them 
um, and a lot of people who are carefully accessing them. I spent three years in the mining business, and I've seen people in all ends of the spectrum in the way they wanted to access our materials. Uh, it's, it's so hard to teach accurate responsibility. Uh, there's just so much flow of data that's not information. And in yes. the words of yes. Mr. Einstein, information is not knowledge. Yes. <laughs> uh, and sure as hell isn't wisdom, apparently. <laughs> so, you know, where, where do we back up to and, and, and how do we start this? And I, and I think the, we still come down to information like the information that you have. Uh, no, you can't put all these windmills up every place because they simply don't work. They're a really neat idea uh, if... if if you're a loony new congressperson, because they sound really nice. Hey, we're only using the wind to make make, make uh, electricity. Well, tell that to my buddy who is sitting in his 40 degree house in Texas last week. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he's going to tell you that the only wind he's dealing with is the stuff coming out of Washington, and it's not helping him keep his house warm. Uh, and <laughs> that's awesome. You know, it, it's 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 not. And Jiggy, you'll appreciate this. He's a he's a former broadcaster. In any event, um, you know, it's. I, I guess we can do no more than continuously express the facts, express them calmly, yep. uh, express them accurately, express them cogently, and keep pushing until. Um, until facts become more popular to the uh, to the people pushing the uh, pushing the financial buttons. Well, uh, as we as we wrap up here, Gordon, how do we uh, how do we get in touch with you online, my friend, and get your stuff and everything else? Uh, well, the, the, co the CO2 Coalition's website is co2coalition.org, and uh, if anybody wants to pick up a book. The uh, my 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 colleague Gregory Wrightstone uh, published a book about three years ago called Inconvenient Facts: The Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know. It's a very readable publication that uh, talks about some of these issues. Fantastic! And Richard, how do we uh, how do we get your stuff and get involved with what you're doing, my friend? Well, I will have a uh, an interesting announcement on. Uh, a new direction we're taking for getting information out within a couple of weeks. But in the interim, anybody who wants to reach me, either from a positive approach or a negative approach, can hit me at my email, richcurrents at gmail.com. Fantastic. Nice Fantastic. Well, Gordon, I appreciate the time. Rich, I really enjoyed the conversation today. And uh, Rich, I will talk to you next week. And Gordon, I definitely will talk to you again soon. Thank you. Good. Good to meet both Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Good talking with you. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. There they go. Rich Kurtz and Gordon Toom. And uh, an interesting conversation about alternative energy and all the other shenanigans going on in the world. And uh, we will take a time out when we come back. We have got more coming up on the other side. It is the next edition of the world famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio broadcast here on iHeartRadio. Back with more.
Weather in the summer, nowhere to be, time to drive. Friends in car, let's go. Passenger seat, window down, hand out, wind, airplane, or surf, beach life calling. Back seat, legs stretched out, summer drive in the country, wake when we arrive. Down to the warm ocean to spend a lazy summer day. The rhythm of the drive, blinking lights, quiet meditation. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to take a drive whenever you wanted without having to drive? Tokyo Smith takes you around Japan on road trips. They give you the sounds of the road trip without music or talking. Subscribe to the videos for when you need to focus or relax. It's safe, fun, and exciting to virtually explore a foreign place from your home. Search Tokyo Smith on YouTube or visit the link directly at youtube.com slash c slash Tokyo Smith. Videos in Japan. Hit subscribe to Tokyo Smith. Never miss a trip. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And you can get more information on our website, J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. We have a tremendous, tremendous new marketing partner we're going to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide. GoFund.me slash the number 8, D, the number 0, B, C, F, the number 3, E. When I'm old, I want to look back and say, well, I left the world a better place than I found it. CISA Energy is looking to raise support projects for the reduction of carbon dioxide emissions in the air, in particularly polluted areas. Well, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And recently, as you know, Elon Musk is offering just amazing amounts of money to companies just like this CISA Energy. You can get more information online at gofund.me slash 8D0BCF3A. They've got great things, and they've done through a series of small things was brought together. It will surely take a village to raise these funds. They're knocking at the hearts to support this cause. CISA Energy, they take care of the fundraising for the fight against climate change and reduction of the CO2 in the atmosphere and environmental protection. You need to give them your hard-earned money today. Here is what you will get to be part of the mission. They believe the greatest use of life is to spend it on something that will outlast it. A single dollar or five dollars or whatever you can manage will go a long way, making an impact on the mission. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D dot M-E slash the number eight, the letter D, the number zero, the letter B, the letter C, the letter F, the number three, and the letter E. And tell them, you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your hotter money right now. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Go over and check out BAHGSFund.com. That's the letter B, and the letter A, and the letter H, the letter G. The letter S, fund.com. Get more information online. It is a tremendous, tremendous project. Go over and check this out today. It is absolutely amazing. Shipping container, home investing. Just entered the crypto world. At bahgsfund.com. Learn more right now at b a. 
hgsfund.com. We want to tell you all the details, but we won't, don't want to give everything away on the radio. Go over and check it out today. B-A-H-G-S-Fund.com. And for the people in the cheap seats in the back, it's the letter B, the letter A, the letter H, the letter G, and the letter S. Fund.com. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia. Worldwide. Check it out today. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and boulder to boulder on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. Tune in iTunes. And of course, you can find us on Spotify as well. Talk Shoe and 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. Get a hold of us online at JIGGYGYR.com. Amazing new marketing partner with us today here at Transmedia Worldwide. It's an incredible new GoFundMe campaign. We need you to go over and help these folks get some funds. We need you to go fund them right now. They are not sure if they're deserving of any help, but they're not sure what else to do, except to ask the strangers if they would be kind enough to donate even just one cent. Anything and everything is appreciated. Go over to addifferenceyoumake.com. That's addifferenceyoumake.com. After many years in an abusive environment and taking care of others, including the abuser, they have reluctantly accepted that it is okay for them to sometimes take care of themselves. They're walking away, but leaving with little less than their clothes. They would appreciate any assistance to buy pots, pans, bedding, or any of the quote-unquote basics for their very first home. Go help them out today at addifferenceyoumake.com. That's A-D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-C-E-Y-O-U-M-A-K-E.com. That's addifferenceyoumake.com. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide back here right now with our next segment here on our big program. As Star Megabolin likes to say, tremendous new broadcast here on our big program. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast from the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Nashville, Kansas, live on 107.5 FM in the United Kingdom on last. And of course, iHeartRadio today, AMFM, 247.com, 24-7 at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. Tremendous new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. You need to check out these folks. They are doing some incredible things. They have created two great crowdfunding campaigns, and they need your help. Go over to this incredible, incredible site. It is crowdfunder.co.uk. Search, help me get back to healthy and a normal life. This is from Brighton, England. We love our friends in Brighton. To overcome the financial stresses of my life, fight my mental health difficulties, and get back to healthy as well as a normal life. They have 60 days left, and they have a 25,000 pound target, and they need you to go help them over there at crowdfunder.co.uk. Help me get back to healthy, normal life. With the global COVID-19 pandemic, it's affected them adversely. They've lost their job. They are not in tremendous mental shape, and they need your help 
to overcome this financial hardship, go over to crowdfunder.co.uk and search Help Me Get Back to Healthy and Normal Life and tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Help them today. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And you can get more information on our website, J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. We have a tremendous, tremendous new marketing partner we want to tell you about today here at Transmedia Worldwide. GoFund.me slash the number 8, D, the number 0, B, C, F, the number 3, when I'm old, I want to look back and say, well, I left the world a better place than I found it. CISA Energy is looking to raise support projects for the reduction of carbon dioxide emissions in the air, in particularly polluted areas. Well, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And recently, as you know, Elon Musk is offering just amazing amounts of money to companies just like this CISA Energy. You can get more information online at gofund.me slash 8D0BCF3A. They've got great things, and they've done through a series of small things that was brought together. It will surely take a village to raise these funds. They're knocking at the hearts to support this cause. CISA Energy, they take care of the fundraising for the fight against climate change and reduction of the CO2 in the atmosphere and environmental protection. You need to give them your hard-earned money today. Here is what you will get to be part of the mission. They believe the greatest use of life is to spend it on something that will outlast it. A single dollar or five dollars or whatever you can manage will go a long way, making an impact on the mission. Go over to G-O-F-U-N-D dot M-E slash the number eight, the letter D, the number zero, the letter B, the letter C, the letter F, the number three, and the letter E. And tell them, you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. Give them some of your hotter money right now. 